Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Second day of 2024. How are we doing? Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a good break. Now we're back in the swing of things. Until February when everyone takes off again because it's boring around here. But until then, you've got the regular schedule. Even Fliegelman's back. He's doing mornings. He's doing, he's off. How was your uh, holiday, Fleegs? Good. You take uh, some time off. You feel better. It was good. Life. I got back from Atlanta a few hours ago. Oh, just a few hours ago. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice five-hour delay this morning. Oh, tremendous. Yeah, you want to guess why? It's a, you'll never guess why. I shouldn't say that. Oh, yeah, I'll never guess why there was a five-hour yeah. delay? So I've never had this happen before. The plane had a flat tire, and in Atlanta, which <laughs> is one of the biggest airports in this country, yes. they didn't have any tires, so they had to fly one in from Nashville. Oh, my God. They couldn't just, uh, you know, patch it up? Guess not. No. And again, this other this airport I with six concourses, which are really terminals. You would think there was not a, one other tire. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable that they had to fly in a tire from Nashville. Do you think like they had to fire a plane and just fly it straight for a tire? That's what I was. What like there had to be other supplies <laughs> that, on that plane, right? They had to do it for something else. You can't just fire. Can't just like make a tire run from Nashville. <laughs> what was the? Uh, pardon me if I forget. What was going on in Atlanta? Just uh, family? Oh no, the Peach Bowl. Oh, you went to the Peach Bowl. Yes. Nice. Not great, but Mercedes-Benz Stadium off mm-hmm. the charts. Uh, yet another stadium, and I know it's newer, oh, that know. makes MetLife look like an even bigger dump. Yeah. I was listening to Joe. Uh, Joe was complaining about, yet again, that the Jets don't have their own stadium. And he's talking about the lease being up. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. It would be nice to have the Jets have their own stadium. At this point, I don't know where. Uh, maybe part of the flushing new uh thing that you have with Listen, uh, if Steve, Steve Cohen. Cohen is fully footing the bill, then Let's I'm sure go. Woody Johnson will take a new stadium, but the man will never <laughs> pay for one. Oh, boy. How about, you know, so Atlanta, famously, when they open that stadium, the concession prices are very low. Yeah. So they're still that way. It's regular soda, $2. Souvenir, $4. Fries, $3. Wow. Uh, hot dog, $2. Chicken tenders and fries, 6 Dude. bucks. Did you go to uh, Mercedes Stadium? Did you go to Costco? No, Mercedes. Yeah, it's. Dude, I mean, it's, geez, it's those off are the good charts. prices. That's crazy. I can't even imagine that. A soda for two dollars. Can't get a soda two dollars at McDonald's. A Little bottle more. of water three dollars. Only three bucks for a bottle of water. Every, everything, like except oh for God. like they had a you know a local restaurant in there. They had Chick Fil A in there, so those were their normal right, prices. Normal prices, but yeah. everything within the stadium. Wow, it's a great job by Arthur Blank. That's uh, disheartening. Hot dog in yeah. uh, oh water, God, 27 bucks. I know it's crazy. Or whatever it is. I know it's crazy. Forget that. That's why, I, and football games, I, I know you're a season ticket holder. I don't even, I like tailgating. I don't like sitting in the stands. I'm one of those cliched people who just, who need to be in front of a television screen. But I, 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 I hate the, you know, I worked for the Giants, so I've been in the building a lot during games. Yeah, the building is, it's okay. And I'll also I don't say, like, too- this was only my second ever football game in a dome. Yeah. I mean, it just, every new stadium should be built with a roof. I know. I'm done with outside. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Atlanta is probably comfortable anyway, right? How, how uh, not this weekend. No? It was a nice, uh, crisp, like, 33 degrees on really? Saturday morning. Jeez. Oh, it was beautiful. After It was a noon game, so we got there early. Okay. Walking back after the game, it was very nice, and Sunday was nice, but mm-hmm. Saturday morning, pretty cold. Who'd you go with? Uh, my wife and a bunch of her friends from when we were in school. Oh, nice. All right. So a bunch of people. A bunch of people. All right. 877-337-6666. I did not have as interesting a uh, a, a New Year's uh, time off. We did absolutely nothing. But we had family. We had friends. I was at a, a neighborhood party uh, for New Year's Eve, which was great because I had won the uh, – the fantasy uh, championship between all those guys from the neighborhood. So I walked in as champion, which was nice. I got Do you guys have a belt faces. for your league? No, I, or a trophy not that league. You know what? I have a trophy in my friends league. Uh, my buddies, like my old school, high school buddies. We 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 had the idea of forging a uh, separate league just for us. And we were going to do a trophy. 
and we were going to forego money. We were going to try and make it like the league almost, where we were going to make the trophy actually mean something. Maybe, you know, we, we gave, we had a, a trophy too for the loser, which I don't want to mention, but it's uh, um, a pair of balls. <laughs> the trophy for the loser. And you got to... You got to display it in your house, no matter what. That's like that's part of it. Now I'm sure our wives would make us take it down in certain circumstances, and we wouldn't tell. But that was supposed to be the point. But we are such lazy bastards. No one has shipped the trophy. No one has shipped either of the trophies. The guy who won the trophy two years ago has has the trophy. No one. We were supposed to get name plates with engraving. No one has done anything. It's become just now the worst league because we don't care about the trophy. We don't care about any. Like you thought it would be like this, this thing that we'd all be invested in, and you have to win it. And you have to be the guy, and you can't be the loser. And no one cares. No one cares. We're so lazy. I hate that about me and my buddies. Like we just we we're supposed to get together, we never get together. Like hey, is it laziness or you're now in your forties and yeah. have lives and kids? Are you telling me that I'm not supposed to care about a, a trophy of testicles? I'm supposed to care about that. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, who carried you to the championship? Maybe you could do that thing and donate to their charity. Yeah, that's well, that's true. Um well this was this again, this is a different this is like my new buddies that I uh, in my neighborhood that I moved into. Uh, Lamar Jackson carried me to my uh, my championship. Actually, the Baltimore Ravens. I had him, Flowers, and Likely. All of them had big-time games. So that's what carried me. The Baltimore Ravens, who demolished, demolished those frauds from Miami who can't beat a good team to save their lives. And now I would think, uh, without we have, pl- we have all week to do it, uh, but looking at the, the, the schedule, I mean, that's the game of the week, no? Miami Buffalo for the AFC title. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that would jump out. I mean, that's good. that determines who wins the East. So I mean, that's that's like another playoff game there. And I um, here my early lean is Buffalo. I'm trying to think if there's any other big games. Obviously, uh, if Dallas can beat Washington, they'd win the division. Uh, I think the Rams would be battling for a playoff seed. Packers are playing, winning it against the Bears, who are a spunky, good team, right, the last few weeks. No, they've been great the last few weeks. When they traded for Montez Sweat, their entire defense changed. They've been a top three defense in the league since that trade. Um, And obviously, I was talking about it before, Fields is making plays all over the place. Early on in the year, before his injury, he was. It, it seemed like watching the Bears because I I picked them to win the division, uh, like an idiot. Um, so I was watching the Bears early on in the year, and Fields was trying to prove that he could be a pocket passer. He was he was not running. He was getting sacked. He was trying to make plays work. He was having turnovers and fumbles, and then he got obviously injured. When he came back, he said, "Screw it." He's like, "My my professional career is on the line here," and he's just run out there and done what he did at the end of last year. Despite not winning games last year, their offense got better. He became dynamic and was running all over the place. And the same thing now. They're winning football games now because the defense is much better, and Fields is actually making plays to the point where I still think they probably draft a quarterback first overall. I don't know how they pass on Williams or May. I'm assuming it's going to be Williams, but. There's a slim chance if the Bears think they could get an absolute haul and still have their pick and maybe get one of these other quarterbacks later in the draft that there's a chance they could do it. Did you hear the crowd at the during the game on Sunday against the Falcons? No. They were chanting, we want fields, we want fields. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's been playing like that. They've been winning football games. You know, you, you, whenever you start winning football games regularly and consistently, uh, I just I don't know. I'm hoping as a, a, a Giant fan they'd be open to trade. I saw a report today that you know they should the Bears should uh, target Dexter Lawrence. No, we're not, I don't think the Giants are trading Dexter Lawrence. I mean, to move up four picks to get your quarterback. I mean, if you get the quarterback and he's the guy, but Dexter Lawrence uh, right now is the the graded out as the best pass rushing interior lineman in the sport. Like, he's become a superstar. I don't think that's someone the Giants, but I would absolutely look into trading up if the Bears are looking to do it. I want the quarterback. That's plain and simple for the Giants. I want the quarterback. 877-337-6666. We could do that a little bit. We'll go around the NFL, have a little bit of fun as we get ready for the final week of the season. A bunch of players not playing. McCaffrey's out. I'm sure we'll see uh, more to come, but there are a handful of big-time games. The Giants are not really playing in one, although the game is needed for Philadelphia. Uh uh, but I, I, you know, the Giants are playing a game they need to lose. Isaac and Flushing, what's up, Isaac? 
Hey, what's going on? What's Hi, up, Chris. buddy? How are you, buddy? What's going on? All right, all right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, listen, my question to you is this. Uh, now that the Knicks did that move, what do you think is their next move? Uh, the John T. Murray or, or yeah. uh, this guy Mitchell from the Cavs? Yeah. Who do you think fits better? I, I like Mitchell over Murray. Um, and I think he would love to be a Nick. Uh, and I think they've targeted him for a while. Uh, I heard Emmanuel and um, Manny on the other side during Emmanuel show talking about Booker from uh, from Phoenix. If that thing ever just fell apart, uh, they have not been anywhere near what you expected them having a disappointing season. That would be a guy I would target too. Uh, but whatever it is, and I and I was on the on the record with this when there was some thought about it being um, Embiid with Philadelphia early in the season when those reports came out. I, I don't care who it is, Isaac, and and that's my answer. Like, um, I, on some level, either one of those, I need a superstar. They need to make a decision on who they feel is their best option, someone who's available. It needs to happen. They need to go in and get someone. I don't know who the perfect fit is. I'll be the you know I I I think Mitchell fits the best of the names I've heard. I I love his game, but he's had issues in the postseason. I mean. He was he was good in the Knicks series, but the Knicks walked all over that that. I mean, I know it wasn't him. It was they got beat up. Uh, some of their bigs were really soft in that series against the Knicks, but like he's had obviously the he's had collapses in the playoffs with Utah. He's had he got walked over by the Knicks last year. So I mean, you could point to any player and say, well, there's this is an issue, that's an issue. Like I, I just you need the superstar that puts him on that level. And right now, you know, you, you, to be fair to Randall, and and I and I even said in my open, I don't love Randall. Um, I think he gets too much flack sometimes, but ultimately we've seen this before. We've seen him play like this. Now he's particularly good right now. He's on a run, and in this game, he was incredible. Like if he could play like this, if he could be this guy into the playoffs, like, I I don't know if you call him a superstar, but you're talking about a, a world class player, an all you know a top whatever player, a, a an all NBA, all star caliber player. Uh, I don't know, you know, if he's quite on that level that even at his best could carry you him. Him and Brunson would be good enough. I don't think so, but like that game yesterday and how he played and how he took over in the final minutes. That's what you want from your superstar players to take over a game like that when Brunson wasn't playing well. Brunson's shots just wasn't falling. Randall stepped up and took over a game that they needed to win. That they were up 20 points at one point that they almost blew against a good team, but still a big lead had whittled down to six. And with five minutes left, Brunson just put the team on his back. Excuse me, Randall put the team on his back and wasn't going to allow them to lose and was hitting big shots and getting to the basket. I mean, he's been incredible. And I do think we give him too much flack, and I'll be the first to even me. Like you know, he's had moments here where over the last two months, really, he's been incredible. And you watch him play on a nightly basis, and he's as good a Nick as we've had in forever. Like him and Brunson, right now, both of them are as good. Uh, you know, I saw Sal, you know, tweeting out just to piss people off, maybe I'm sure, but that he's already a better Nick than Carmelo. Well. Like he can't shoot like Carmelo, he can't score like Carmelo, but you know he's 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 right there as far as a, a New York Nick. I mean that's how good he's been, and how, I mean he took over this game and dominated the game. So would I include him on a, in a trade for a superstar? I, I'd be willing to on you know depending on how, what else I'd have to give up or how it went. I'd rather just give up picks and figure out a way to do that. I'd love the idea of him being the third. A superstar Brunson and Randall, and now with uh, Ananobi, that's what you're looking for. But whatever the case may be, they have to make a decision now because I don't know how many years they have. Well, Brunson's going to want to get paid. Is Randall going to be this good for a while? Like, it's time is now. It's it's been since 1994 or 99, I guess that's right. 99 was a weird year. They did make the NBA Finals. I don't know if I would have considered. They had no shot against the Spurs, but still, they made it to the NBA Finals. So let's say 99, 2000. I mean, that's 24, that's 23 years ago now. It's time to go all in. It's time, and especially in a, in a season right now where, like, you look at it, like, Boston's an excellent basketball team. The Bucks now with Dame 
are dangerous and obviously very good with Giannis and Dame. The 76ers are having a very good season, but we know how what, what happens to them come postseason time. But you're looking at teams in front of the Knicks, the Cavs, the Pacers, the Heat, the Orlando Magic. Like, this is the time to go all in. The Knicks could easily be the third best team in this conference if they get a superstar and be right there to con- to battle with the Celtics and the Bucks. Like, now is the time. So I'm with you. I want that trade. This isn't that trade. I'm not going to crap all over this trade because it wasn't it, and I feel like a lot of fans thought this was too much to give up for a player like Ananobi. I don't know if it is. Because honestly, like I said, I'm not sure quickly was long for this team, and I haven't liked R.J. Barrett ever. Like, I never thought R.J. Barrett was going to, like, within a year, I think you found out what R.J. Barrett was going to be. And maybe after a, a brief hot shooting stretch to start the season, he went right back into the player he was, which which isn't one that's very, you know, uh, adept at scoring, uh, a, you know, not a, a, a solid defender, not a great defender. He's 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 what you know we hoped a new, uh, you know a newbie is what we hoped Barrett would be. So for me, the team got better, and now they're in a better position. I, I understand quickly was an asset you could possibly put in a big time trade. Uh, R.J. Barrett, I don't think R.J. Barrett's this big time asset. To be totally honest with you, I don't love his game, and his contract was terrible. I don't think that's something where oh my god, you needed Barrett to make a big move. I don't think you did. You're gonna have all these first round picks. That's what it's going to cost, first-round picks. They're still in the market for a big-time player. They still have themselves uh, in that position to go get a big-time superstar player. And now, when and if they do, I think they're better suited after this trade. But, yeah, that's the move because they're not good enough now, and it's about winning an NBA championship. That's what it should be about. You can still like a trade if it doesn't get you there, but ultimately not enough. They have to go out and make another one. And whether it's this year in the offseason, I don't know. But I'd like it to be right now if it's available. So who do I like better? I like Mitchell. Is Mitchell available? Great, go get him. If not, go get someone. Go get whoever is available. Now is the time. Alessandro, what's going on? You're on the fan, bud. Yeah, I um, really enjoy your your show and want to wish you and your family a happy new year first and and foremost. Same to you. uh, you know, I was happy. I'm all on the same page as you in terms of losing games. What you know, it was horrible the Jets won the game against the Commanders like they did years ago mm-hmm. against the Rams. But who, who can they target with that first-round pick? Well, what do you mean, like, maybe two or three guys we could get if they drop down the, you know, seven or wherever their pick is going to be? Um, I think they should. Uh, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking at offensive linemen. That's 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 where I would go uh, for uh, offensive lineman. Is I definitely would want that tackle. So whether it's uh, the kid out the the tackle out of Penn State or uh, Alt out of Notre Dame, like if one of those guys faulty, I would take them. Uh, wide receivers as well. I'm trying to impact the offense. So I don't think Harrison falls down to them. Where are they now? They're currently eighth. I don't think he falls to the eighth pick. Uh, some of the tackles definitely could. Uh, Brock Bowers, uh, the tight end out of Georgia, who is uh, you know is supposed to be a great pass catching tight end, maybe he might fall to eight. But um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Malik uh, is it neighbor, neighbors out of LSU is a guy they could target. Um, uh, the wide receiver of Washington they could target. So that's where I'm helping the offense. I think the defense. And thank you for the call, Alessandro. I think the defense is is has its flaws. Don't get me wrong. But I do think the defense, it's not the 85 Bears, but it's a its a contending, Super Bowl contending defense. So I'm looking to impact this offense in a major, major way. I'm looking to make Roger, uh, give Aaron Rodgers as many weapons and as good a team as he can. So for me, I'm looking offensive line first and foremost, unless a terrific, unless a wide receiver I absolutely love falls to me. If Marvin Harrison, if they lose this weekend to the Patriots and somehow find themselves in the you know five six seven area of the draft, and all the quarterbacks go first, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is sitting there, then yes, I would consider that. He's a generational talent. He's an incredible wide receiver. I would look. I, w- I would look to him. But if not, I'm taking one of the tackles. Uh, uh, you would know how to pronounce his name for uh, Fashanu. Uh, 
Fashionu. Fashionu. Olu Fashionu. Olu Fashionu out of Penn State or uh, Joe Alt out of Notre Dame. Like, that's what I'm looking. I'm looking to improve this offense in any way, shape, or form. And clearly the offensive line is terrible this year. They've been riddled with injuries and bad play. It's time to move on from Mekhi Becton. Uh, hopefully Vera Tucker can come back and be healthy, but they need to dramatically improve this offensive line. And you would love to add another offensive weapon, whether, you know, are they going to go be able to go trade for Adams? Are they going to be able to go trade or sign a free agent wide receiver? I haven't looked at the free agent wide receiver market. I don't think it's anything spectacular this year. There'll probably be a couple guys there, but I got to uh, take a look at that. But that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to impact this offense, whether it's wide receiver, pass catching tight end out of Georgia, or more specifically, the offensive line. Mike Evans is the big one, right? Yeah, Mike Evans is the big free agent. I don't know if he's leaving Tampa. I'd be surprised if he is. I think he's wanted to stay. I think they'll pay him. Uh, he had another mon- he had another big time season. Even with uh, although Mayfield's had a decent year, even with uh, with Mayfield, he was able to have a big time year. I think he loves it there. I think he'll probably end up staying. But hey, he could be on the free agent market. Um, but that's what I'm doing. If I'm the Jets, that's what I'm targeting: offensive linemen and and weapons for Aaron Rodgers. I, I told you this. I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's another choice. I have. I, I'm. I'm on board with keeping the coach. I'm on board with everything. I'm on board with running it back. I close my eyes, hold my nose, pretend this year didn't even happen, and move forward next year. The only reason that this year happened is to help me define the holes I have. I had a full year of watching this roster without Aaron Rodgers and really get an idea of where my holes are, which is clearly offensive line and pass and and wide receivers and and weapons in the pass game. Those are the two that jump out at me. So that's what I'm looking to attack. And that's why the Jets, I don't think, are in the market for a quarterback. I don't care about the future with the Jets. Never have, never will. I joked about it, the Al Pacino speech in um, Any Given Sunday. It's the five inches in front of your face. That's what living is. For me, that's the five inches in front of your face. That's all I That's all I care about, the Jets. I don't care about 2025. I don't care about 2026. I care about next year. How do I make next year a Super Bowl year? What do I have to do to give Aaron Rodgers the best chance to win a Super Bowl? And for me, that's give him the offensive coordinator he's comfortable with. He might he might not be a good offensive co- coordinator without him, right? He he obviously wasn't a good offensive coordinator for Zach Wilson. I'm not sure there are any good offensive coordinators for Zach Wilson, but he clearly wasn't and wasn't able to adjust his game and adjust the game plan to Wilson's strengths, which to be fair are few. But as bad as it's been, and as bad as the coach was, and as bad as things have been. Uh, you know, game decisions or his demeanor or whether or not he's stoic or angry or not angry enough or whatever the case may be. To me, I lean on Aaron Rodgers making the decisions. And and most people will tell you that's a horrible thing. And how can you allow Aaron Rodgers to make decisions for this franchise? And to that I'll say, would you rather have Woody Johnson make them? Because is that if you if you trust, like here's plain and simple for a Jet fan. Here's the question. As much as you might not like it from what you've seen from this head coach and from this coaching staff in general, if Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, who, to be fair, yes, has not won enough Super Bowls for his talent and for the amount of division titles and the amount of playoff games they've played in, fine, he should have won more. But he's won a Super Bowl. He, he, he's owned the NFC North in his career. He's won 11, 12 games every single year practically. He is a Hall of Fame great quarterback who knows what it takes to win in the NFL. If you think you're better off letting Woody Johnson hire a new GM, a new head coach, and go through a whole new regime because you don't like what you've seen from this head coach and this coaching staff with the worst quarterback play in the league by far, like the worst quarterback room in the NFL, if you don't like what you've seen from him and you would rather have Woody Johnson hire a whole bunch of new people or just have Aaron Rodgers tell you, look, I like this group. They're not perfect, but I think it's a winning formula for us. The plan was for have to, to have me play and without me playing, the whole thing falls apart. But as long as I'm there, I think this is a winning formula. Would you rather trust Aaron Rodgers and that decision or let Woody Johnson yet again, hire more people? I'll run it with, with, with Rodgers one more year. I, I have to end this 13 year streak, uh, streak of missing the playoffs. I have to end it. 
And there's no better way to end it than having Aaron Rodgers comfortable in an offense he knows backwards and forwards, an offense that he can go up to the line of scrimmage and help his offensive line by uh, setting up the blocking scheme or uh, or checking out of plays or whatever the case may be. Like He walks up to that line and knows everything about that offense and knows everything on how to make how to adjust it. He knows how to get rid of the ball, he knows how to he, he improves the offensive line, he improves everything about it. That team will be far different. The difference between the difference between the quarterbacks who played this year for the Jets under center and learning a new offense with that head coach for the first uh, that offensive coordinator for the first year with them and then having Aaron Rodgers step in not only with his talent and ability which is hall of fame and all world but also the innate knowledge of everything that goes on in that offense the difference between what played for the Jets this year and what can play for the Jets next year is worlds apart worlds apart so as ugly as it's been i'd rather have Aaron Rodgers comfortable and happy and even if it means acquiescing and even if it means holding my nose and let a player make some decisions, I'd rather do that than trust Woody Johnson with hiring a whole new regime and starting over and looking at my 14th consecutive losing season. No thank you. 877-337-6666. Greg and Breezy Point wants to talk about the Giants quarterback plan. We'll get to that on after the break. We'll talk more about our football teams. We'll get into some baseball as well. Hopefully someone does something soon. This is the worst. This they need to figure something out. This baseball offseason, they need to figure something out quickly, because it is people don't care. We lose interest when nothing happens for weeks at a time. We need to do something. And again, Steve Cohen, wake up and do something. I'm Met fans. I was arguing with you all day Friday. I don't understand the. I don't understand the thought process of the Met fan. Maybe I'll ask Fliegelman for his because I don't get it. I don't get how many Met fans are just comfortable. With doing nothing. Oh, you can't give Lucas Giolito that money. Why the hell not? Is it a great contract? No, it's not a great contract. Do I think the Boston Red Sox, who, by the way, haven't liked to spend money since they traded Mookie Betts, do I think the Boston Red Sox overpaid? Yes, I do. Do I think Steve Cohen can overpay without a without blinking an eye and have it zero impact on the team other than bringing the, the pitcher Lucas Giolito to the team? Yes, I do. I think he's allowed to overpay. I think that's the reason he bought the team is because he's capable of overpaying. Stop telling me how smart he is with his money. Let me see him actually spend it. And I can't understand how many Med fans are just cool with drifting through this offseason, not doing anything. Because, hey, we'll be ready to take on the world in two years? Like, why? Why? I, I, I literally don't understand it. I don't understand what the Mets are doing, but even more than that, I don't understand you. I've talked to so many Mets fans who are just hunky-dory and just fine with the way they've run this offseason. Like, it's smart. I, I, I'm, I'm completely baffled by you. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I yeah, had you know what I wish? I, I was thinking about this, too. I wish, I found some chords in I wish there, there's one particular I topic I have to every time I that I have zero interest in that gets brought up anytime, like the holidays, you're, allow, you're around family and you're talking about things. And I was just at a New Year's Eve party again with, like, guys, you know, families from my neighborhood. And there's a topic that comes up that I understand why it comes up and I understand the issue with it and the problem with it. And maybe some people find it fascinating, uh, fascinating, excuse me. And I'm sure I find a lot of sport things fascinating that other people don't care about. But like for whatever reason, like when this topic comes up, people get really involved in it and we'll start to talk about things and, project things and I just I don't care I honestly I, I just don't know why and I should care it's gonna sound when I tell you what it is you're gonna be like Chris why don't you care about this you should it's about it's about you know the country and and but like when 
the housing market and interest rates for home loans come up. Like, I don't know why. It just, it's like a guy thing. I don't know what it is, but it's like buying a home, like it has come up like every single time I'm talking to somebody, we have conversations about it. Like all of a sudden it's like, we'll be talking about it. God knows what. And it's like, yeah, no. And like, oh, and my, my friend's trying to buy a house around here and blah, blah, blah. I just, I, I just, I just like, it's one ear and out the other. It's come up so many times. Maybe it's because I already have a, I have a home. I'm lucky enough, thankfully, but and I understand it's it's not easy. The the interest rates are crazy. I get it, but like it's come up like every time. I'm just I just want to talk about some nonsense. Can't we just talk about some nonsense? Why do we have to let real life creep in? Let's just talk about you know silly things like Tommy DeVito. Let's talk about Tommy DeVito. I'm much more I'm much more willing to talk about Tommy DeVito than I am interest rates, but it always comes up. Always gonna be sitting there, and it's like we're talking about something. All of a sudden, that like that 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 topic has come up for whatever reason a lot. Greg and say there you go. Greg and uh, Flegelman understands. We never want to hear about this again. Uh, Greg and Breezy Point, what's up, Greg? Oh, what's up? Um, I I don't know about Tommy DeVito, but um, I mm-hmm. think uh, Joe Flacco should be the next uh, quarterback for the uh, Giants. What do you think? You're not serious. He he could be here for a few years, oh. and then maybe we tr- we tank we tank for Archie Manning. Oh my God! Stop, Manning! Stop, please! Come on! Stop. I'm Mr. Tank. Stop. I'm Mr. Tank. You can't you can't tank years waiting for Manning. You don't even know how good he's gonna be. But you know, first of all, Joe Flacco is the future. A four eight four forty time. Is okay. Not not <laughs> terrible. And then you got and then he got he's a Super Bowl MVP like. All right. You see the I see. I see where you're going here. At least you want to have some. You want to have some fun with it. Okay, that's that's good. No, and then you know what? He's got Arch Manning in the future. Okay. Are you, I, what's your point here? What's the sarcastic nature of your like? I get the sarcasm. That's, I'm laughing at it. Is it just strictly? Is it strictly just to have a laugh? Are you trying to make a subtle in point with your sarcasm? It's in the bloodline. It's in the bloodline. I know. Well, I, and speaking about in the like, bloodline, you know, Smith was probably the last be- good quarterback you you had. The Giants had, and then, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's since Eli, since Eli, right? Yeah, well, Gino, Gino Smith was was really good in that one game that they lost. Speaking about the bloodline, if you're into the wrestling, The Rock made an appearance on uh, Monday Night Raw. I gotta wait to watch it with my sons tomorrow, but apparently, he said something which is gonna bother me. Because I'm telling you right now, I've gotten back into the wrestling because the kids, they're not, they, they, they love it. I watch it all the time. It's our lives. We just went uh, to the Christmas show. I talked about it on Friday. I went to the day after Christmas. <clears throat> I spilled popcorn and beer all over myself. It was ridiculous. I was sitting in soup, popcorn soup at the bottom of my feet. I was telling the story with uh, Keith, actually. So I had a beer in my hand, um, and... The popcorn's in a box at the garden, and it's delicious popcorn. Shout out to Craig Carton. He's 100% right. The garden popcorn is delicious for whatever reason. It was very good, but it's in one of those boxes. So I'm holding their jackets. The place is packed. I got a very large gentleman sitting to my right. I had my wife sit at the far left, the two kids in the middle, me on the right, and the guy sitting next to me is even bigger than me, if you can imagine that. So we're very cramped. So I'm like leaning over to my son. I got his jacket in my hand. I'm holding stuff. I So I put the the box of uh, popcorn between my legs just for a second. Like I'm holding in between my knees the box of popcorn. I figured that's a good spot for it. It's easy access. It's right there. But I guess I must have squeezed my legs too hard and I compressed the sides of the box. And when I did that, the bottom of the box opened and the popcorn just fell straight through to the floor. And so I went to go stick my hand in, and I realized there was no popcorn. And so as I'm, like, sticking my hand in to feel the popcorn, and then I feel the empty box open at the bottom, and I lean over to see what's going on and to see how much popcorn is all over my feet, the top of the beer, which they put a top on, I thought was more secure. It wasn't. As soon as I leaned over to look, I spilled, like, half the beer all over my pants, like I think even some got some got on my son a little bit, and then I'm just in like beer, soup, and popcorn all around my feet. It was miserable. It was miserable. 
But that's what that's what you do to watch CM Punk. That's what you do for your kids. But anyway, I guess The Rock came out on Monday Night Raw and made a reference to the bloodline or the head of the table, which is something Roman Reigns says. I'm telling you right now, I don't know if you guys are big wrestling fans. Bear with me if you for a second. If you're not, I apologize. If they do not finish this damn story with Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, if they supplant it with Ro- Roman Rock on WrestleMania, I'm going to be pissed off. Because I don't care. I mean, The Rock doesn't. Who cares? Cody Rhodes has been I, we're supposed to finish the story. My kids love him. We're hung up on Cody Rhodes. He's 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 by far the nicest and best guy. Like we've been to two shows. The one show he stayed after and talked and like he was just tremendous. He seems like a really great guy. I want to see Cody Rhodes finish the story against Roman Reigns. I don't need to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns on a one-time thing. And then The Rock, what? He wins. He's the head of the table. Wins the championship. Or or Roman beats him. And then what? Oh, he beat The Rock. No one cares. Cody, that's what I want. Hello? Hello, Joey in the Bronx. What's up, Joey? You're on the fan. Oh, how you doing there? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. What's going on? Right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Giant fan. I, 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 I bleed blue. I, you know, I, I, go, I go back a long time. And, uh, you know, I, 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 was, I was watching the game tonight, the two games tonight. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. But the second game... Yeah, yeah this, this quarterback, uh, Michael, Michael, uh, P- uh, uh which, huh? Penix. Michael, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a, he's lefty. Yes. What a, oh, he can yeah. throw a bomb. Like, and he goes dodge. Yes. This guy, I'm telling you, now, now, now we got the fix. Now, listen, Giant fans. Now, 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 I was thinking about the time when, when Eli Manning was drafted, right? And, 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 and Tom Coughlin. He, he 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 had the draft pick uh, to get Eli Man, and he, we had the fourth pick, and, and he drafted up. He drafted up the, the pick, the pick Eli number, they number tra- one. They trade, they traded, yes, they traded. Up. Oh, they traded. They, oh, they traded. Okay, they traded. Okay. Yeah, it said the, the thinking, Chargers made the pick, and then the the Giants drafted yeah, Philip uh, okay, Philip yeah, Rivers, oh. and then they traded them. Yep. Oh, I thought they traded up. Okay, okay. Um, kind if we of, can't yeah. get him at, at the fifth pick because because uh, uh, Bill Parcells got the number two pick and the first pick, I don't think they need a quarterback. So so Bill uh, Belichick, you mean? Yeah, Bill Belichick got the number two pick. He's got the number he three pick right now. Washington has the number two pick. It's Chicago, Washington, New England, Arizona uh, Giants. Now so who the- needs to? Who needs your quarterback? Bill Belichick needs your quarterback. They, they, yeah, I mean, listen, theoretically, they all need one. Chicago right, right now has Fields, who I think is playing well, but to turn, uh, yeah. he hasn't, you know, he's still limited. No, he's he's still limited in his passing game. He's won some games. He makes some plays. I like him. The fans clearly like him in Chicago. There's a chance that Chicago would be willing to move that first overall pick. They're not going to draft anybody else. So who, who, whoever picks number one is taking a quarterback, plain and simple. You, you either trade yeah. up. Yeah, no, Chicago won't pick a, take a pick and have it be someone else. They'll either he trade the pick. Tonight, he do for over 430, 430 yards. 430 yards, yeah, no. Listen, tonight was great. tonight was great. And listen, there's a good chance. I mean, I'm better than a good chance. I think if the Giants have fallen in love with Penix, I think there's a very good chance he's there at five. I think there's a very good chance he's there at five because you're still, you know, you still got – uh, Jaden Daniels, you got Caleb Williams, you got Drake May, right? Like those are probably the first three quarterbacks. From there, I mean, Penix could be next, but I don't think they're going to draft four. Like if they're picking fifth, you tell me four quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. I mean, maybe I don't know where Arizona is with Murray right now. Uh, I wouldn't think they'd be in a quarterback market, but maybe they are. That contract is 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 tough to get out of. But they could be in the market for a quarterback. Washington and New England definitely are, and I don't know about Chicago. Uh, they could be. They could trade it. Um, if they trade it inside that top four, they could still draft a quarterback after trading it. Like I have no idea. But I would think Michael Penix is going to be available for the Giants. The question is, how do they feel about him? How do the Giants feel about him? Now, listen, he played a great game. He played a great game. He threw for 400 yards, 430 yards. He was efficient. 
and watching the game again. I didn't get a chance to watch all the game. I had to drive in here. I was listening to it on the radio a bit. Um, I saw the beginning part of the game, and I saw the end of the game, but even that, I was talking to you, so I didn't see everything. But I agree, he made some beautiful passes. I'm, I was trying to watch some of the highlights. He made some beautiful passes. He's got a great arm. He's athletic. You know, he's been one of the better quarterbacks in college football this year. He finished uh, runner-up in the Heisman Trophy. He's a, he's a legitimately big-time prospect quarterback. And I, I'm telling you right now, I haven't all year thought that that would be a guy I targeted. I've been focused on trying to get one of the top two picks because I wanted Williams or May. But I'm telling you right now, I'm all on board. If Brian Dable and Joe Shane select him with the fifth overall pick, I will be thrilled. I'll be all on board. I'll be locked in. They're going to have to get a better left tackle because, uh, excuse me, a right tackle because Evan Neal stinks. And as much as I think a great quarterback can overcome poor offensive line play, on some level, you got to protect this blind side. But I'm all on board. I need them to draft a quarterback, 100%. That's all I'm interested in. That first pick has, I don't, I don't agree with anyone who thinks that they should pass on the quarterback. I don't agree the roster. Like, there are a lot of people who believe the roster's not good enough. The offensive line's not good enough. This isn't good enough. That's not good enough. We did see a couple of things, you know. Slayton and Robinson have been pretty good this year. Slayton gets behind the defense. The one good thing that that Tyrod Taylor actually can do is throw a deep ball. So, I mean, he gets behind the defense. He's going to lead this team in in receiving yards for like the fourth straight year. And I think Robinson can – and Wondell Robinson can play on my team any day. I, I love him. He hasn't had as much production as you'd like. He's had injury problems, obviously, with the knee injury, uh, the devastating knee injury last year. But – he looks shifty to me. He looks quick. You can use him in the run game even a little bit. I I I think in the I think as he develops here and as this offense gets more comfortable using him, I think he could be a big weapon inside Brian Dable's offense. And with a quarterback who can get the ball out quick and make smart decisions, and they can find ways to get him in space, I like Robinson. I think Slayton's good enough to keep on the team. Hopefully, Hyatt. You know, right now he's hasn't been a great rookie year for him. He does have you know. Uh, speed to get down the field, but other than that, we really haven't seen much from him. Now the quarterback position's been a, a disaster, so it's tough to judge him on it. But you know, you don't feel great. You don't feel really great about him moving forward. You feel okay, and he's had moments. He had the one big game of over a hundred yards with Devito, but still, you don't feel that good about it. He hasn't had a great rookie season, but he's a young kid. I like Robinson. And you move forward with a couple of those. Obviously, I think Saquon Barkley will probably be tagged again. And if you can get a young quarterback in here, fix the offensive line a little bit, give him maybe one more weapon in the passing game, I think the defense is coming along. You could do a couple things there. And you could right away, right away be relevant. Right away. Now, again, I think it's probably going to be Daniel Jones for most of the season this year, uh, whenever he's healthy. You'll probably get a veteran backup on some level, draft the kid, have that veteran quarterback start a couple games. Daniel Jones comes back healthy, and at some point, probably this year, or certainly at the end of uh, the start of next year, that's when the drafted quarterback plays. Daniel Jones is going to be on the team because of his contract. Can't get out of it until after this year. But the future of this team needs to be the the, the fifth pick in the draft, without question. I have, I'm very firm on that. I'll be disappointed if anything else but a quarterback is selected with that pick. John in Brooklyn. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? Happy New Year's, buddy. Um, Happy New Year to you. What's up? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 one of those Mets fans that that is disappointed that we have not made no moves. I mean, they had a, we had a hopes high, right? Getting that picture, we got shattered now. Like, like I don't know, they took everything away from me. Um, I went shopping on the holidays, yeah. And my wife ended up putting on my Mets sweater. She said I'm a little cold, so I gave her my Mets sweater. As we shopping. And all this was going around with, are we going to get this trade? You know what my wife told me? She tells me, hey, babe, I feel cheesy with this Mets sweater. And I said, wow. I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I I feel cheesy as a Mets fan. We haven't even made no moves. That's where I'm at right now. I'm disappointed with this owner. Yeah. Seems like, like, it seems like he throws his money around. Like, oh, I got all this money. I got all this money. But he does not know what he's doing in this business base, on 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 the baseball business side. I mean, and and um, 
And the other time I ended up calling Keith, right? And Keith, I told him something because he says that he values your opinion a lot about baseball because he says you know a lot. So I told Keith the other day that I was disappointed with the owner because I thought that he quit and he threw the towel early in the Mets season. And as being a Mets fan, that, that was quitting. That was like, I told Keith, if he puts his money in stocks, will he take his money out of stock in three months or will he let it run to the, uh, to the end of the year? I mean, you know, you got to let you see how it goes, right? Just play it out. You're yeah, you're year. talking about the trade deadline last year? Yeah, the training yeah. deadline. That's it. Like, he quit too early. Yeah, um, yeah, but by a week. Cool. I mean, uh, and I'm up. Uh, I got to take a break here soon, John. Uh, thank you for the call. Don't ever feel cheesy wearing your Mets sweater. Put your Mets sweater on. Give it to your wife. If if you needed to, you could put it over a puddle that you can walk over too. So it works as as both ways. But no, um, I, I I think they broke it down. I was complaining about the trade for with Robbins with Robertson. On one aspect, because Robertson was so vital to the team, you knew that was giving up. Like, they did that a week out where they were still playing games that maybe if they won a couple, you could see a reason to give hope. And when I have an owner like this, and I firmly believe it, and I'll say it again, when I have an owner like this, I don't punt anything. And if I thought I had a chance at a second half, I wouldn't have punted that either. I don't punt at all, ever, with an owner like Steve Cohen. I don't punt. But I understood it last year. I was disappointed how early they moved Robertson because Robertson was a key piece that they couldn't. Aff- you can't win without a. Cl- you couldn't win without him. He was too important to the bullpen, so that signified just giving up. And ultimately, I, not, I'm not upset with that because I think the Scherzer trade absolutely be, ended up becoming a home run, and he flexed his muscle by spending money in the Scherzer and Verlander trades to get better prospects by keeping most of their money on the books for this season. So. I'll, I love what he did there. I probably would have kept Verlander because I needed someone in the rotation and I knew it was going to be tough to 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 bolster the rotation. And now you're seeing that the rotation's garbage. They don't have a rotation. Like they really don't have a rotation. You're talking about Kodai Sanga, you're talking um uh Quintana, you're talking uh now Luis Severino, uh McGill, Buto, like th- there is really no rotation to speak of right now. Oh, they traded for uh, what's his name from Milwaukee, um, Hauser. So they got Hauser in the rotation as well, who's a you know an okay pitcher, but like it's not much of a rotation to speak of. They don't, you know they don't have a pitching staff right now, and the bullpen's always been a problem. Now hopefully Diaz comes back and is his same self, but he's coming off a knee injury, and they've just sat this thing out. Like, I don't get it. I was on the air live when the Giolito news broke on Friday, and, like, they were interested in him. They wanted him. Apparently, the news now, the reports are that they did offer him a contract. Go get your guy. Go get someone. I, I'm not – Lucas Giolito's had his moments, and I do think at his, he's got some good stuff. And if you could figure him out, I do think he could be – as good as like a number two in a rotation. I think he's capable of that. He hasn't done it consistently. And do I think he's uh, paid a bit much here at $19.25 million? Yeah, it's probably a bit much. But what's the point of having Steve Cohen if you're going to be this frugal? Like you act like, hey, well, listen, that, that's a terrible contract. You don't want to give him that. Why not? Do you want the pitcher or not? Like you can't pay $20 million to, to Lucas Giolito. Why not? Why not? How would that impact him in any way, shape, or form? How would that impact him in any way? Go out and get a pitching staff. Go out and throw. Get him. Get someone else. Throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. Like Even if that's the game you're going to play and you don't want to spend the big money, give short-term deals to a couple of different guys. Do something. Like I think they absolutely should be in the market for Montgomery. Why not? Montgomery's still on the timeline of competing in a couple years. He's a young guy. He's 30 years old. Go get Montgomery. Go get someone. Do something. He's sitting everything out. Stearns is coming here, and I understand that now it's uh, the idea that he's coming from Milwaukee. He's he's had a history of obviously working for a team in a low market. Like I, I don't care. I don't think this is him. They were talking about this at the at the midway point of last year taking a step back. Now, that might have been with his influence, 
because I'm sure they were talking to him. He was working for Milwaukee, but he wasn't there. He was more of a consultant, so I'm sure even against Major League policy, I'm sure they've had some conversations. They knew they were going to hire him, so maybe this is all Stearns. I don't know. But you can't just you can't just go into the season with no rotation. Like I I just I don't and and the fan base that just seems to be okay with it. This guy has gotten an unbelievable pass. I'm not saying he's never spent money. He had the highest payroll in baseball last year. All right, he spent some money. Lindor immediately changed things. He comes here, trades for Lindor, gives him three hundred plus million dollars. That's a move the previous owners would have never done. All right, we all know that. But how long does he get by on not being the Wilpons? Like, how long does he get by on that? Like, okay, yeah, he paid Nimmo. He paid McNeil. He paid Lindor. He paid Scherzer. He paid Verlander. He traded away two of them. They were absolute disasters. He paid $100 million for a a closing pitcher who got hurt, the World Baseball Classic. And now, because he hadn't won immediately by pouring money into the team, he's going to take a step back, and you guys all think it's a good move. Like spending money somehow hinders the ability to continue to build the farm system. Building the farm system makes sense. Sitting out the Soto trade made sense. I had no problem with that. I know Sal was clamoring, why aren't they in on Soto? People, I had no problem. They've made a decision that their farm system's in disarray, and they want to make sure they build up the prospects and build up the team through the farm, that's smart. I'm on board with that, especially because you could pay for Soto next year. I had no qualms not trading for Juan Soto. None. I have no qualms with not trading. I'm not if I'm the Mets right now. I'm tra- I'm not trading for a rental Bieber. I'm not trading for a rental Burns. I get that. I get that. I don't want to give up prospects for one year. I could buy those guys next year. Fine. But this year, you got to do something. You got to put some money into this team. You got to go out and try and compete. In a division with the Braves and the Phillies, you can't just sit back and be a 500 team this year or worse. At best, a 500 team. You can't do that. I'm sorry. When my owner is Steve Cohen and I'm off a 101-win season two years ago and I still have a core of, of good guys that I believe in in Alonzo and, and Lindor, and uh, you know, I can't just sit back and say, hey, if everything breaks right, I'm 500 this year. That's I never want to have those seasons again. Like it might happen. Go out there and if, make moves. Some of them are disasters. You have a down year like you had last year. You live with it. I'm not saying losing is 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 somehow put behind them. Stuff happens. That's I I clamor how great it is for the Yankees because it's not easy to do winning for 30 years. So I understand it. Spend money. Sometimes you lose. Last year was a disaster. You trade away your assets. You bring in more prospects. Fine, 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 fine. But you can't go into a year like you're the Pittsburgh Pirates and hope. I know that's a stretch, but the thought process is with teams like that is that, hey, listen, if we find ourselves in contention, we'll do things. That's how the Wilpons acted. That's Wilponian. Let's let's do the bare minimum to start the year. If things break right, then we'll try and bolster the team at the trade deadline. And that's the that's the tact it feels like Steve Cohen is taking right now. I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's not a great market. I understand that. Snell helps this team. Montgomery helps this team. Is it a perfect fit? No. Will will you have to pay, overpay for them? But that's why you have Steve Cohen. Go out and do it and give this team a chance this year. 